Welcome to Santa Barbara Talks with Josh Molina. It's my pleasure today to be here with Nina Johnson. Um, let's let's just like dive right in, Nina, and talk okay. about what the news of the day is. The earth sort of uh, stopped spinning a little bit. It definitely slowed down um, when we found out the news and it spread like wildfire through text messages and phone calls. Yeah. Did you hear Nina Johnson is running for city council. And so let's just start right there, right? This yeah. is sort of like the, the news that sort of stopped everyone in their tracks. Nina Johnson, tell us, tell the audience, why are you running for city council? It was a really difficult decision uh, to make. I think one of the hardest decisions I've ever faced, uh, just trying to figure out, is this the risk that I want to take? Um, is this what I want to do with my life? Is this something that is going to give my life meaning and, uh, and, and help me really contribute uh, in a meaningful way. So I think I put a lot of time thinking about it. And, it, you know, it's a big life change, uh, as you know, and just understanding what kind of risk, you know, is I, I decided that it was more risky for me to stay put in the organization after so many years and in my role, and better for me to reposition and um, move to a different department, the mayor and council department, <laughs> uh, and be in a more public facing role. I've, I've had plenty of time, you know, 25 years being in an administrative role and moving to more of a policy making focus. That just seems to be a better fit for me right now. And I think it's what the community needs as I think about what council is facing and all of the issues before us. I felt like that was a, a better fit. And I spent a lot of time just trying to get certainty with myself and figuring out, okay, is this what I want? Um, and because I'm so close to it, I'm very close to the council members and the mayor. So it's not that um, I don't understand the role at all, or I think it's going to be easy in any way. Um, I'm about as close as you can get without being a council member uh, directly. So um, yeah, I feel like I, I've spent a lot of the time understanding all these issues and wanted to, I think it, I wanted to be in that role. It would be a better use of my time um, to serve and directly uh, represent people. Get out of the office. Yeah. Can you help me understand that a little bit better? Uh, the, the thought process in running, obviously you have a high paying job, a, a job that you're comfortable in. Um, to, to be on the city council would be a massive pay cut. I think, you know, they make about $50,000 or something. So you would be earning less money. When we talked, when I did the story for uh, Newshawk, um, you know, I sort of asked you this question and, you know, I think you had said something as though, yes, it's giving up a lot and it is a risk, but it's worth it because of how much you love the city of Santa Barbara. So can you talk about just as a practical matter, uh, you know, did you wrestle with it every day and night? And what was it that finally made you say, I'm going to do it, even if it seems unconventional? So for on the financial side, that was on my list of uh, fears of doing it. But I feel like it was low on the list, to be honest. I feel like um, it's more, I mean, the, the lifestyle change of being out in the public uh, you know, doing things in a, in a different way, instead of being quiet and behind the scenes, which I've always been, you know, 
having a voice, would it be more comfortable to have a voice in these conversations or, uh, you know, is that going to be more stress? Uh, and I feel like so far already, I'm, I'm feeling more of a sense of comfort speaking up on issues. And I think that has really helped me. So thinking that through, but financially, I was actually thinking, I'd love to figure it out, but, you know, wait and cross that bridge when I get there. And, you know, I have many skills and talents and I can figure out, you know, how to, um, you know, uh, supplement somehow. I, I think I can figure that out. But um, I, I was really more focused on the actual uh, the fear of running. And, you know, is this what I want in my life? Is this the role that I want to take? That's what I was trying to answer first and foremost. And I don't have another month to think about it. <laughs> right. Now, uh, you are the senior assistant to the city administrator. Can you talk a little bit about what it is that, that you do and a little bit about the knowledge that you've accumulated over the years that qualifies you to run for this position? All the reporters in town know you. All uh, Many of the businesses know you. Many of the people who interact with City Hall know who you are. And just about everybody has a really high opinion of you and your work ethic and everything that you do. Can you talk a little bit about those people who aren't as familiar with the inner workings of City Hall as to, to what you do so they get a sense of uh, your, um, your accomplishments and, and your work over the last few years? Mm-hmm. I manage a lot of special projects. Um, I, uh, I have, over the, the course of many years, changed roles. I've overseen our sustainability programs and policies. I have put together a lot of our management systems for the organization. Early on when I started at the city, I had a very interesting uh, assignment from my previous boss uh, who basically helped me. uh, He gave me a a good assignment of working with all departments, every program in the city uh, to come up with our mission statement, our annual plan of objectives, really spending time with each and every department. So I early on got uh, a really good handle on what is important in each part of the operation. And council is seeing a lot of the projects and policies that the the community faces, but the 90% of other duties, other services and programs that the city is providing, I spent a lot of time getting to know kind of the belly of the organization. And that was a rare opportunity because not often uh, do you have a chance to put together something like that. Uh, That I took on very early on. And then I've, uh, I mentioned our sustainability efforts. I led our Measure C uh, public outreach campaign to help the public understand and different community groups see how we needed funding for our roads and police station, city facilities that were in disrepair. And that was a multi-year effort. Our outdoor smoking laws, uh, the downtown area I've, early on uh, put together an experiment of a pedestrian promenade uh, two years ago. So that was pre-pandemic, closing a couple blocks just as a demonstration project for outdoor dining and art installations, uh, just to see how it would work, showing different activities, but also areas where people could just walk, closing the underpass uh, for an art event and music. And we learned how sound is amazing there with the acoustics of that space. So really spending a lot of time on these special projects. Um, I also manage communication. Uh, that's an area of focus. So 
that's how I, I, I have been able to get to know you and, and other, uh, other people in the media. I work with a lot of community groups. And I think even on my own time, people often think that it's through work, but I, on my own time, I, I attend so many events and I am very active in a lot of different organizations. So um, I, I have a large uh, a breadth of, of people that I go to and I lean on and we brainstorm, come up with ideas. So that is something that's uh, really important to me. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about City Hall. Um, it's obviously a, a place that's in transition right now. We are going to have a new city administrator. Paul Casey announced abruptly that he was retiring. Rebecca Bjork is going to be the interim. And we've had a lot of changes in department heads over the last few years, and we've had some litigation. Um, a lot of people in and out of the city administrator's office. You've been a constant. Okay. You've been you've been there through the thick and the thin, and I remember experiment weekend. I remember shooting baskets. You know there were the basketball courts that were out there. That was my favorite. There's lots of stuff for kids, and of course the underpass was a big deal. And it was sort of this little um, model or sort of you know uh, example of what could happen, what would happen later with the closure of downtown. So you've been kind of just doing your work over the years and getting attention very quietly. Can you talk a little bit about the culture of, of City Hall and what it's like to work there? I mean, I don't think it's any, it would be a surprise to anybody to, to know that it's a little bit uh, intense to be in that building. Uh, what can you say about what it's like to, to be at City Hall right now? Mm -hmm. Well, difficult times right now, a little bit of shuffle and turmoil. So, um, that also made it easier for me to make my decision and kind of reposition, uh, take on a, let's move to a different role. I think our culture, um, you know, we, we don't take as many risks and we have a lot of structure, which is important. Um, and a lot of employees are uh, looking at making sure we get everything done the right way. Um, but what I would like to see and what I want to create is a culture where we're taking more risks, more innovation, getting to yes uh, with all of the projects and proposals, the requests that we have, really a problem solving focus uh, for our business community, really focusing on being nimble, flexible, predictable. That's what I, you know, I think that as this entire city, all departments, uh, focusing on those aspects, nimble, flexible, predictable. I think that a lot of the issues that we're facing uh, really depend on us uh, shifting in that way. And I say a city culture, but also a community culture. Of our, you know, I think we work with so many different stakeholders that it's the community culture at large that needs to really create an ecosystem for businesses to thrive and make it and, you know, not delay projects and, you know, allow allow us to be unique. And that's uh, very important. I wanna see more long-term strategic thinking in our culture and employees contributing more. I want, I think we're very staff driven and we should shift towards a more community driven culture. So, you know, we have a lot of consultants, we, you know, have a lot of staff led projects, but I think we have so much talent in the community that can be tapped and, you know, we can let them take more roles, contribute more. 
uh, we hold workshops and do listening sessions, but really there are many people who can get engaged in different ways. And there are ways to do that so that, you know, our end project, our end product and projects, they really reflect the community and our uniqueness. It's because it's coming more from the community. Um, let's talk a little bit about who, who's behind Nina, who's supporting Nina. Uh, obviously, the the pundits, the journalists, the insiders, always trying to figure out, oh, what's really going on here? Um, who put her up to run? You know, who told her that they would give her money to run? You know, there's always this sort of um, over analysis of what happens in local politics. Um, who is your base? Okay, who 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 is going to vote for Nina Johnson when you're talking about trying to unseat an incumbent? An incumbent who supports you? Who who are you looking to as your base here? Yeah, and I made the decision to run. Mm -hmm. It's my decision and my life path, basically. So many people were not expecting it, and maybe they were pleasantly surprised. Uh, most of my friends who knew don't interact that much with City Hall, so I was grateful that they were able to keep it on the down low <laughs> and give me space so I could think it through clearly. Um, so the people that I see supporting uh, my efforts and the campaign so far, arts leaders, architects, I have a lot of strong ties in the design community. So, um, you know, hearing from a number of people, the planners, urban historians, um, the business community, so people in uh, finance, the real estate world. I work a lot with real estate brokers, property owners, our local business owners, uh, entrepreneurs and tech uh, leaders. I'm a board member with the MIT Enterprise Forum. It's now Ventech, we just rebranded, but I've done a lot of work with them uh, and been very active uh, with the tech community uh, over many years. So. I work a lot with uh, people who want to start their own business, you know, and understanding the environment for startups, how we create that in Santa Barbara. And I know that you are, you, you announced sort of at the last second, so to speak, in terms of the week where, where papers uh, had to be pulled and then you got through signatures. And I know I was trying to get you on this show like the next day and you're like, slow down, Josh, come on. Give me a break. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but um, what's it been like so far, as far as, you know, the, the support for your campaign? How are people reacting to you? The support has been overwhelming, and I am so grateful. Uh, you know, it's hard to tell what's going to happen. And, you know, I didn't, I knew my life would change. I just didn't know how exactly and what it would feel like. But so far, it's been fascinating, I would say, just to, you know, where we hear about what it, you know, what it means to run for office and we see candidates, but I'm an ordinary person, even though I'm, I'm not a, a political animal. Um, so this is very new to me. I, you normally, the community doesn't see me at political fundraisers or really engaging in politics in any way. So I'm not as familiar uh, with you know, the political uh, structure and how things work. But on the other hand, I definitely deal with all the issues and all of the different people in the community. So. Um, so it's been interesting to, you know, figure all of that out and to learn. Um, but I, I'm, I'm a quick learner and I'm uh, happy that so many people have been supportive because I just see that many people want to see a new style of doing things and they appreciate what I bring. So um, 
it's really just kind of working together with all of them to put together a campaign. Let's uh, talk about your opponent a little bit. Okay, so you are running against uh, Megan Harmon for city council in District 6. It's sort of an interesting matchup because on one hand, Megan is an incumbent, but she hasn't been on a ballot yet because the, such as district elections are and the way that she got on, she was appointed. And so she she uh, has not had to face anybody on a, a ballot yet until now. So we don't really know from a voter perspective how popular she is. You can't look at the last vote and say, oh, she got a thousand votes or whatever it is. Right. So there's there's no math or data to do that. So we kind of have to do this anecdotally in that. Oh, well, she's she's in the media. She's quoted in the media. She's uh, got a presence uh, on the council every Tuesday. She's obviously interacting with these groups. Um, it's a it's an uphill battle. She is an incumbent. OK, she just recently post uh, got um, appointed to the Coastal Commission. So can you talk a little bit about why why you want to challenge her? And, um, you know, what do you think of the job that she she's doing so far? Mm-hmm. Well, some of it is I don't have a choice in that I'm downtown, so I'm not going to just move. But um, I think our current council, including Megan, they're doing a a good job. But I see the need for more vision, more experience, more of an understanding of how things really work and how to work with the community to get things done. I see a lot that's just coming to council and and kind of, you know, everybody's, you know, pitted against each other kind of. And I think that far more cohesiveness and uh, early discussion and understanding the needs of each group. And it takes time to, to build those relationships mm-hmm. and have that experience to know, okay, how is this going to play out? How does this really work? Um, you know, how could we actually move the needle and fix something? Um, we're at a critical point, I would say, and especially for downtown, we really have to get past sound bites and just, you know, getting through, uh, the week and you know we need to actually address the root problem uh, root problems of our situation to make meaningful changes so that's what I want to do um, I want to be more proactive and that's my approach I, I really want to you know take a bolder action a bolder approach okay um, that's a good transition uh, you you say you have no choice you know that's a district you live in Uh, You've lived in this community for a long time, uh, almost 25 years, as I understand it. I think that a lot of people know you on a very professional level. You know, you had said you have a small group of friends, you know, people who uh, sort of keep things quiet in terms of your decision to run. Can you talk a little bit about Nina Johnson behind the the government employee and, and what is your life like and where did you grow up and how did you get to Santa Barbara and and this role, I mean, I think a lot of putting yourself out there, of course, is explaining your policy positions. But a lot of it, too, just as a practical matter, is people feeling as though they um, get to know you, you know, you're likable. And so can you talk a little bit about just who is Nina behind behind the, the government employee? Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would say, first and foremost, I see myself, you know, in the community as a city resident before being a city employee. I look at all of our issues, you know, from that light. Um, I, I attend a lot of events. I, um, I'm at the farmer's market every week and I've been there for 20 years. I know everybody there. It's, 
I'm, I am comfortable in a lot of different spaces. I spend probably way too much time on work matters and I would like to develop more hobbies, but I'm, I'm still looking. So, you know, maybe that will come about. Uh, I spend a lot of time writing and coming up with ideas and flushing those out. Um, I mean, that's where I spend a lot of my time, to be honest. Uh, and that's one of the reasons actually I couldn't decide, okay, I made a list of all of the things that I want to accomplish and I kept going back, back to it. How much, how important is it to me to work on this? Can I walk away from it? Can I just let it go? Mm -hmm. And so I, I spent a lot of time there. Um, I grew up in a small town in Illinois uh, on the border of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And my mom, uh, she has a, had a Montessori school, a preschool. Mm -hmm. And my father was an architect, which is interesting now looking back because I spent so much time working with architects and in the design community. Um, and uh I, he passed away a few years ago um, and he was, uh, I haven't seen him actually since I was 13 or 14. Um, so I, I haven't had, uh, even though I was very close to him when I was young, I, I yeah, after my parents uh, weren't together, uh, I didn't have any contact with him. So uh, I didn't have, uh, you know, stronger, the stronger uh, roles, the parental roles. I was very independent early on in life. Um, he actually, he passed away. He was on the streets. Wow. Yeah. Um, and was I that only, in Illinois or where? Up? No, uh, it was in another state uh, in Utah. <laughs> and, and I, and actually I, I had kind of moved past you know, even finding where he was, but um, it was, there are many, many experiences I would say that I think have kind of contributed to just my understanding of all of these issues that we're facing. Um, you know, um, my stepdad was a firefighter. I, I used to grow up going to the fire station and, you know, for holidays, we used to go then, you know, bring food and, you know, my, he used to have all kinds of issues with things he had seen at different emergencies. And so I grew up in that, in that family, you know, really seeing, seeing many of the things that I am now looking at, um, but in a different way. So I think a lot of that shaped me. And um, there, there are just a number of early experiences, I would say that really built a fire, I would say, for public service. Um, you know, it's hard to go into all the details, actually, because it's, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but I'd say when I think about, and this is another thing that I had to think through, is why did I even decide to be a public servant to begin with? Why am I going to take a pay cut uh, like this? It's because it means so much to me. This is my life. This is my service to the community. You know, I've channeled a lot of you know, those experiences, that energy to serving other people. And I need, I need to move forward on those things. Um, so I think I trace a lot of it back actually to early on, you know, what, what happened in childhood and, you know, deciding that I wanted to use my skills and talent to be a public servant because I knew very early. Yeah. Uh, let me, let me riff a little bit off of that, you know, um, when Santa Barbara obviously has a very uh, 
and everywhere in California and across the country, coastal communities more so have an issue with uh, homelessness. And uh, I'm wondering, you know, with sort of the experience with your father and then, you know, working downtown and sort of seeing it every day, do you have any thoughts on, on what Santa Barbara can do to address the homeless challenges that we have, have on State Street and, and everywhere, really? Yeah, we, we need to have uh, more mental health uh, outreach workers, more people who I would say can do the case management, who can actually pay attention and give people the mentoring and the support that they need as they're getting services, getting off the street and pay attention to them as they, as they go from service provider to service provider. I think that's so important. And that's what we all need, actually. When we go through a difficult time in life, you know, it's hard. We need someone around, someone to mentor us, someone to be there. And that, that I think is very important. I think understanding a full, a full suite of tools, understanding what every service provider is doing because we work with so many. So understanding what are we getting for the funding that we give, what results and outcomes are we seeking and making sure we have accountability for each of those organizations is really important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you talked a little bit about, about yourself and some of the challenges that you, you overcame to, to get here. Uh, did you go to UCSB or I think you went to UCLA or how, what is it that brought you to California and uh, your job here in Santa Barbara? I, yes, I was a grad student at UCLA studying mm-hmm. urban planning yeah. and I started interning here and learned so much about urban design and planning. I, I came here to learn about everything. And what it what an experience it's been. Who was the city uh, manager then? That was Sandra Tripp Jones. Oh, okay. so I, I started under Sandra and I've had the opportunity to work with different mayors, so many council members and see different styles. I, I bring a lot of that knowledge of different ways of doing things. And I feel like I can be an asset with the council members and the new city manager help hire and recruit for that position uh, and really kind of re- even recalibrate the roles a little bit uh, so that we can get in a better groove if we've fallen out of that. I, I think that that's one valuable asset that I bring that I can help each of the council members achieve their goals and help the mayor um, in leading the city. Will you be making any endorsements in the the mayor or other council races or are you focused on your campaign i'm focused on my campaign yeah yeah so i won't be making any endorsements and i'm looking forward to working with any of the people who are getting elected any of the people who are running i'm friends with all of them Mm -hmm. so i i'm ready to work with whomever is in office Mm -hmm. what do you think the key to your longevity at city hall has been uh you know i used to work with uh, marcelo uh lopez you know, he retired, you know, it's Joan Kent over the years, uh, Pete Wilson, uh, Jim Armstrong, uh, a whole number of people who've come and gone out of, you know, that office. What do you think has been the key to your longevity? I, I get a sense you really love your job. Um, but what, what would you say has been sort of the reason why you've been able to last so long? I love new challenges. Um, and I, I just love cities and working collaboratively with people. Um, I, I've 
never shied away from, you know, long hours. And I just love the challenge of different projects and, you know, taking on a new approach uh, that has really driven me. And this is where I think I've, I've just been needing the next challenge. You know, this certainly is a challenge. I'm, I'm out of my comfort zone. <laughs> um, and I, I, I think it's an important time for someone who has a lot of talent and skill to bring to this. Uh, you know, downtown needs the attention and the focus and I can help bring people together and unite around a larger vision for downtown and fix more problems, really spend the time problem solving, you know, focus on a high quality design. You know, that's what our city is known for and making sure the city is known for arts and culture. This is my background and this is what I bring to the role. Yeah. You know, as we wrap up sort of here, talk a little bit about just sort of, you know, your, your, it's November 2nd, you know, you win November 3rd, whatever the day, whatever we know, the final results. Um, what do you, you know, what, what are your first things you're going to, you're going to want to do? Um, you know, you're not going to go in thinking, oh, let me spend a year figuring things out. Right. And, you know, you're not going to be somebody who's going to say, I don't really know how this works. So you're going to probably hit the ground running. Right. I'm so- going to say, I'm, I'm going to hit the ground running. I, I know how things work. So I know people who are ready to go to put things together. Um, I want to get to work and start implementing um, different things and start partnering with council members to get, get things done. And then the recruitment effort for the city manager position, that's something that should be an immediate priority for council. So I, I want to immediately start looking at that. And you think internal, external, do you need somebody brand new to come in? Uh, I mean, I guess that's a tough question since you work in that office still, uh, but um, I guess to whatever degree you feel comfortable addressing that, um, what, what does Santa Barbara need in the new top city manager? I think, so obviously, you know, open to internal and external candidates, whomever is going to bring an innovative approach and help us change the culture of our city, because I think we have so much potential and we need a few adjustments and changes to get there. So whomever is the best fit to doing that and helping our employees contribute to that and our community members really uh, devote their talent and skill to a larger vision, whomever is going to help us lead that. Okay. All right. Um, well, Nina Johnson, I have to say it's been a pleasure to talk to you about your candidacy, and I appreciate the fact that um, you're you're sitting down and sort of sharing your vision and a little bit of the, your story behind why you decided to run. I think that Santa Barbara is going to win no matter what on election day because you got two really good um, qualified uh, candidates um, who are you know and. There's a couple others in that race too, I believe, right? Who, who, right. who, who so, you know, sort of looking at the two front runners, you, you and Megan Harmon, um, uh, very qualified candidates. So, you know, I think it's just a matter at this point of who's going to be able to resonate with the voters. So, I guess that's the work that you've got to do uh, in terms of uh, knocking on doors and you know doing your work. Do you have a do you have a, a political consultant or, you know, do you have a team behind you? You know, sometimes it's like the Democratic Party has got one candidate and then all the people who've been rejected by the Democratic Party, they've got their consultant and then they kind of collide. 
what's your situation? You're, you're kind of, um, you're new to this, you know, so are you doing this yourself? I'm managing things at this point, but getting advice and working with others to take on different tasks. So I feel like I still have a lot of support in terms of um, people who have a lot of expertise to help. And I have a great team behind me. I, you know, nothing beats people who are passionate about the community and want to make changes and, you know, work towards those. So that, that's powerful. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, good luck to you. And I look forward to following you sort of um, as this um, contest continues. And uh, no matter what, you've got this great near 25 year legacy at City Hall that uh, you made it easier for elected officials to do their job over the years. And so we'll see if you're able to transition that into uh, a spot there in the council chamber. So good luck to you. And thanks a lot. Thank you for having me. Yeah, appreciate it. Take care.